Welcome back to the Spectrum Lounge. I am your host, Rebecca Theodore Vachon, and I am joined by two guests. Uh, welcome back, Jerry L. Barrow, who's the entertainment editor of BET.com. And we're also joined by my good friend, Erica Mann, filmmaker. And, oh, you work for Aurora TV. Oh, Aurora TV. Yes. So, great. If you have a chance, you should check it out. So, tell us a little bit about, about the website. I'll oh give you guys gosh. a plug. Oh, my on the spot right there. With, um, my, my pitch. Um, Aurora TV is a indie platform where we curate uh, short films and web series by black content creators. Um, we kind of wanted to have a space where black creators could have a voice. Um, so it was kind of like our version of Netflix in a way. Hopefully, mm. kind of expand on that. Um, but if you have submissions, if you're a filmmaker and you want to have your work in a bigger platform where we can help you promote, market, etc., please feel free to reach out. Great. Yay. Mm. So that's my plug <laughs> for you. Erica's new project. Um, and yeah, so this segment, we're going to be talking about the recent controversy surrounding the Harriet Tubman casting. Um, this goes back to last year. I actually remember this was announced back in 2017. Um, Cynthia Erivo, she's the Tony Award winning actress who plays Celia in The Color Purple Broadway revival, will actually be playing um, the role of Harriet Tubman. Now, from what I remember, I didn't see a lot of pushback when that was first um, well, announced last this, year. This is my first time even hearing about her being, oh. I, I, I completely missed that news. So when okay. people was like, well, this is not really news. I was just like, oh, because I think I remember a, a bunch of actresses kind of up for that role. So I completely missed Cynthia's name in the lineup. So okay. Also, this week was pretty much like the official announcement. I feel like it was like confirmed. Like I got the press release in the email um, from Focus Features saying it was Cynthia. And so um, that came as quite a surprise. Yeah, yeah. And I, I'm, I am – well, when it was announced, I was very um, uh, excited about the project. One, I think Cynthia Erivo, and I want to make this clear, I think she's super talented. Um, but, of, of course, with the update uh, of the project this week, we found out, or I should say last week, Cassie Lemons will be directing it. I think originally Seath, uh, Seath Mann was uh, attached to it. He was the showrunner of The, the Breaks. Um, and so now we have Kathleen. So now we have a black woman directing the biopic of Harriet Tubman. All good. <laughs> Until <laughs> on paper, everything is fine. Everything is fine. Um, I kind of think of that emoji. It, it, it's that GIF with. Uh, is it GIF or GIF? I always say. Well, I always it depends. It's, yeah. It's, yeah. Um, and so um, yeah. And then the news came out. Uh, and people are just feeling kind of a certain way about this casting. Um, there's been a lot of discussion on black Twitter. And so we also have, um, also joining us for this discussion is Clarkisha Kent. Hi, Clarkisha. Hey. Hi. <laughs> um, yeah, so there's a, there's a lot of, um, this is Diaspora War part, what? 55? 50,000. 50, Every year. Every year. I, I mean, without fail. Without, without fail. There's at least, what, two, three diaspora wars going wave. on? It's a wave. It's a little wave. It's, it's a wave. Seasonal. Yeah. I, I know um, back in 2017, um, Samuel L. Jackson had done an interview where um, he basically questioned the casting of Daniel Kaluuya. Forget out. Um, for those in the know, Daniel Kaluuya is a black British actor. And Samuel Jackson basically brought up some points that 
black British actors are, I, if I remember his comments, that they're cheaper than more established black American actors. Um, and then he also said that there's a certain prestige at attached to uh, British actors that black American actors don't have, that the, the idea or that the stereotype uh, is that uh, British actors and, and black British actors included tend to be more classically trained, mm -hmm. right? Because they're doing Shakespeare. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, so I'm gonna just start around. So I'm gonna start with you, Clarkisha. And, and um, just wanted to say that Clarkisha, you're Nigerian American. And so I really uh, respected your perspective because we're seeing a lot of back and forth, specifically with the Cynthia Erivo casting. A lot of people are feeling that uh, since Harriet Tubman is a black American icon, um, that perhaps, no, they're saying, <laughs> there are some people who feel that a black American actress should have been cast for this role. Um, and just adding some context to this, um, some of the pushback against uh, Cynthia Erivo um, is, is stemming from uh, last month's Diaspora Award uh, between uh, Lovey, where Lovey had tweeted something about Tevin Campbell, and then Mickey Kendall had, t had texted, uh, had written back, you should have just sat there and ate your jollof rice, <laughs> and then that set off, yeah, Tevin Campbell, it's all your fault. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Look, he prospered after that. His sales went off the roof. He came out on top after the whole Ooh, thing, so yeah. good for him. Yeah, so, yeah, so this, the, the whole back and forth between Lovey and Mickey and then black American Twitter and then African Twitter and then specifically Nigerian Twitter, it was just all of that. And so now with the official casting um, announcement of Cynthia, it's just sort of... Uh, reigniting <laughs> this, especially because, um, and you can talk more about about this, Alex, but I, rem I do remember um, while that was going on, Cynthia Erivo had um, contributed to the conversation and she had retweeted someone. She didn't write it, but she retweeted on her timeline where someone said something to the effect, they were replying to Mickey um, that some African Americans are jealous of African people. And so <laughs> there's a lot <laughs> going on. So, um, yeah, Alex, tell us what the heck is going on. <laughs> oh, it's, I mean, I mean, we did a pretty um, good summation. But mm -hmm. oh, how, how I understand it is that, um, you know, people have, rightfully so, you know, reservations about Cynthia playing an iconic American um, black American, I should say, specifically, um, icons such as um, Harriet Tubman. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, a lot of people have been replying to it with, like, well, well, you know, so-so-and-so um, played, like, Nelson Mandela, or this person played this African icon, and it's annoying to me because, you know, those castings also got backlash at that time, too. Mm -hmm. Like, it's never been right, right? Okay. Um, I remember, um, I was like, what was it, like half of Yellow Sun, you know, mm -hmm. when it was Thandi and she would tell, like, they got cast and people were, again, rightfully kind of ant about it because they're not, you know, of Igbo descent. Right. And that would have informed the role more. Um, I'm the same way, I like to say, I keep the same energy for things like um, when, let's say, Chadwick Boseman was cast as Thurgood Marshall. Um, Thurgood was extremely light-skinned. That informed um, the kind of spaces he was allowed to move in. 
I don't think you can tell his story correctly without acknowledging that. Um, I was also annoyed with Will Smith being cast as um, I'm I'm blanking on the name now, but the Nigerian doctor who had exposed the NFL. Oh, Um, concussion. Yes, Mm -hmm. thank you, thank you. So you know, I you know, there's rightfully been backlash with all of these things, right? So I think I kind of find it annoying that we're we're. It sounds like people expect us to go easy on Cynthia, and I'm like, okay, you're majorly talented, but I don't think that should absolve you from the larger conversation, right? right? So then the larger conversation is, and, you know, I agreed with Samuel Jackson when he said it last year, but, you know, people were, again, kind of yelled xenophobia and didn't really think about what he said mm-hmm. because he, I, I think he's right. I'm going to stand by it. I think he's right in that um, there's this lens of exoticism that we view um, actors like Daniel or even Lupita. Like, I, I talk to my sister all the time about this because we're, you know, both Nigerian. We're like, would Lupita, for example, have the same, Lupita, excuse me, have the same career if she was, like, an American? Like, she's born here descendants of you know slaves or whatever you want to however you want to spin it like if she was born here came up here did theater here like would she have that same exact career so there's this mix of exoticism and also um classism because a lot of times you know people you know we hide behind classical training but like people either can't you know opt into that same or equivalent um training because whatever money or um systematic obstacles um, or even if they have some, something equivalent, like let's say I've been on Broadway forever or whatever, it's still not going to be viewed the same under the white gaze as someone who's, like you just said, like done Shakespeare. Like, because we view, I guess, Shakespeare as like it, like like that bar or whatever. So so that's 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 the angle that a lot of people are are coming from and I totally understand so for me it was annoying because I you know I saw the you know retweets being had from um my Nigerian colleagues just kind of retweeting a bunch of BS so I I was just annoyed the whole thing and decided that I'd probably say something (laughs) so that that here here we are you know because I I am Nigerian but I was like born here specifically but I also acknowledge that, you know, black American slash African American identity is a very distinct identity, distinct ethnic group in itself. And I think the problem with a lot of these things, the root is that people don't acknowledge that. So, so that's where everything kind of stems from. Um, so, yeah. Okay. So I want to pull uh, Jerry and Erica into this. So, so there's the Cynthia part, right? And now... For me, I've been seeing, you know, there are people who are objecting in general just her being British, mm-hmm. right? Can a black British actress play um, a real-life historical black American? And then there's the other argument, too, about how she was involved in the Lovey <laughs> Diaspora Wars and was basically co-signing what Lovey has said because we, you know, um, there have been some tweets that have been revealed through her timeline that were problematic <laughs> concerning African-Americans. So, I, I mean, I'll, I'll start with you, Erica. I mean, so here's the question. Can black, Amer- d- d- can black 
British actors inhabit real life historical roles of black American, black British people play black American heroes? Hmm. I am not going into whether they should or should not. Okay. I'm just going with the technical standpoints. I think they, I think they can. I, we've seen it before, um, you know, with David and, uh, you know, a lot of examples where black British actors can have played different roles. So I'm sure not saying not. like they can't because they, they have, you know, we've seen it. Right. Um, whether they should or should not, that's a whole nother, it's very complicated and yes. layered. And I've had this conversation when I was back in London visiting my friends. Mm -hmm. uh, one of my girl, that was during the time when Samuel L. did his, did his thing and mm -hmm. we were on the tube and we were sitting and we came from a party and it was, she literally was like, so what do you think about Samuel? And I was just like, oh, oh here boy. we go. And we had, <laughs> and luckily it was a long trip, so we had this long conversation about it. And I was saying, you know, Samuel comes from, is, a, is very old school, comes from a very old school, you know, mindset. And so I was saying, you know, I could understand what, because she was upset. She's like, right. And it was hurtful for a lot of black British actors, because mm. Samuel L is kind of, he's, he's, an, he's very iconic to us. And right. so I think, when he said that, instead of kind of maybe kind of hearing what he was saying, a lot of people were hurt. Right. Because there, here's this iconic actor who we've looked up to, and now he's he's saying or he's giving the, the vibe that he does not think black British actors are worthy of these roles. Mm -hmm. And so uh, there was a lot of hurt feelings. Right. And so I was a lot of upset. So she was, I, I again, I was very open, and I was hearing right. what she was saying, and she was saying, you know, this and that. And unfortunately, the conversation kind of steered off into are we black enough? And I was like, where the oh. hell is this conversation? Like, where, like what right. the hell? Like, this is not what we're talking about. But, yeah. um, and so she was explaining, you know, it's so hard to get roles in the UK. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, we we never, as we as, as black actors, we never get a chance to do cool roles and either like a period piece or whatever. And then, but it's very limited. And she's right. It's extremely limited. Yeah. So I don't want to go up and be like, oh, no, screw y'all. Y'all ain't come up. I, I don't, mm -hmm. exactly, because I feel like it should be, open for everyone right um so that's one thing um but however going back to cynthia um i was very surprised by the when i heard about the you know the situation with her and lovey and whatever because i didn't know about it mm. when i got the press release i was super excited because i love cynthia mm. i'm a huge musical theater fan i saw her in the color purple i think she was she's fabulous right. um so when someone kind of be like so put pull me aside and tell me about this mm. um I was shocked, right. um, a little hurt, right. um, but just like you can't help it. Like there's, I mean, there have been words going back and forth between black Americans and Africans for so long. Absolutely. And even if you're not in the conversation, mm -hmm. some of these words hurt mm -hmm. because you're generalizing African Americans. Right. So whenever you say like, oh, black Americans, you, it's like, even though I know you're not talking about me specifically, mm -hmm. it's it's a little bit hurtful. So. Right. And so it's hard to not take it personally. So when I saw, you know, the screen grabs and everything else, I, I, I'm not, I'm not going to lie. I'm not that deep in my feelings about it because I'm not like, okay, sure, do you if you want, fine. But <laughs> I think it is a little, it's, it is a little problematic if you do hold these feelings about Black Americans mm -hmm. deep down. Right. And yet you're taking on a role about Harriet Tubman, who is one of our, uh, as our black American iconic figureheads, like we we know Harriet Tubman, like out the womb, <laughs> we, mm. we've learned about her since preschool. So I, I can understand, if it was anyone else, I don't think it would be this 
this outcry, this passionate, but the fact that it is Harriet Tubman, I can understand why people are upset. Right. So in my viewpoint, it's not so much that she's British, I think, girl, do you? I think it's mostly if she does hold these these sentiments towards African Americans, you know, which I guess I've, they have receipts. Um, right. I don't know if she truly feels that way or she's kind of co-signing her friend. I do not know. But right. I think it is something to look into because I feel like if you're going to really want to do this character and yet you have these opinions about black Americans, it's, 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 it sucks. It's not that great. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll say straight out that I don't think it's a problem for a British actor or actress to play an, a, a, a real-life African-American person. Um, I literally just came back from London a couple weeks ago um, on the set of a movie, and I have, I have family out there. My aunts lived out there. She's born in Guyana, but she's lived out there most of her life. Her husband's Nigerian. Um, so I see the intersection of all of it. At the end of the day, for me, we're all black. So okay. if you're acting, I don't have a problem if you know David Oyelowo's playing MLK. Hmm. Sure, there could have been other actors they, that Ava could have picked, but you know from working in the business, when you have a lead that you're casting, you want to have someone that you have a relationship with. Right. Ava had a relationship with David, so hmm. I'm not going to begrudge her for choosing him to play that role. Right. Um, I do think that we can have some um, discussions about what's appropriate, of course, still, because I thought that, you know, that Thurgood Marshall casting was a little crazy, too. Like, a like, little. Like, was just, was like, like really? <laughs> you couldn't find any, you know, Actual skin an tone. American. Michael Ely is right there. <laughs> right. Like, right. come on, you could put a conk in his hair. What are you e- doing? Exactly. Come exactly. On. So, I do think there can be more care taken, and mm-hmm. I think the the issue with um, um, the young lady, Cynthia, with Cynthia, mm-hmm. um, people are conflating two different things. Okay. I think there are there are definitely people who feel like she shouldn't have the role because she's British, which I don't agree with. But then she, as a public figure, she co-signed some sentiments that have really upset people um, via that retweet. I know some people think, oh, retweets aren't don't necessarily mean cosigns. But yes, they do. When you're a public figure, <laughs> if it's retweeted with no context, nine times out of ten, I don't retweet anything mm-hmm. um, that I don't agree with unless I might quote retweet it and say this is a mess or I'll have a comment or I'll, say, or I'll reply to it. But if I just retweet it out, out there, nine times out of ten, I'm trying to amplify it so that my followers can see it. Right. So to me, that's a tacit cosign of what that person said, and that's a, that's a problem. You can't put those thoughts... You know, have those thoughts if you're going to go around, turn around and play. And probably at the time she retweeted that, she knew she had the part. Yeah, she had been cast last year. Right. So mm-hmm. you know you're about to play Harriet Tubman, but you're going to get involved in this, what, the diaspora the war. The casting diaspora <laughs> <laughs> which is kind of, Which is kind of nuts to me, you know. So I think it's unfortunate that she did that. And she needs to address that. If anything else. I totally agree with that. That's the thing she needs to address. I don't think she needs to defend the fact that she's British and her right to play that role. But I do think she needs to address her feelings and sentiments because, you know, we wouldn't accept this from somebody else. We wouldn't accept this from a dude who was being cast as like, I'm trying to think, you know, a pro, Mm -hmm. you know. Or a feminist. You got misogynist tweets out there. Right, you're retweeting, you know, MAGA bros. (laughs) Like, dude, what are you doing? Like, how are you, how are you? I understand it's acting, but to a certain degree, we want to believe in you. And right. the character, and it makes Absolutely. it a little hard to, to, to believe what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it, This is interesting to me because she's, I saw her in Widows, and she's really good, mm-hmm. and who is 
which is directed by Steve McQueen, another British Black man. British actor. Mm-hmm. And um, I had the, I, I was able to speak with him for about 10 minutes at TIFF. And you know, when you sit in there, of course he has an accent, accent but he's British, but when I see him, I see a, another Grenadian brother. I see mm. another black man, mm. and he, he's talking to me about growing up and watching the original Widows and you know this, the social and racial dynamics. I could relate, and I right. feel like he can relate too, so I don't think him being British negates his ability to tell a black story, because Widows are set in Chicago. You know, Good point. you know, so he's yeah. telling, he took this story that's, you know, he, t- he could have said it in, in Britain, in Britain but and he, cast all British people. He didn't right. need Viola. He did. He well, I should Viola. say, and I, I say that, right. You know but, what but I mean? Daniel Kaluuya is in it. Yeah. And, and Daniel is my favorite character in the movie. Is he, is he American? Is he playing a, he's an American He's playing character? an American. Oh yeah. Cause he plays uh, Brian Tyree Henry's yes, brother. Yes. So See, there you go. So they're, 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 and he's. <laughs> I can't wait to see evil. it. So oh my gosh, he's so evil. And I wonder how that would have played out like if he if he had been a black American like oh you got David uh, Daniel Kaluuya playing the thug. Mm-hmm. Why you got him playing so be- so evil? Yeah. So you have all like we were talking about earlier how there are these these things converge. Mm-hmm. You know, there's your race, there's your ethnicity, there's your nationality. Oh, and absolutely. We have to address all of this when right. we're, when we're casting films and talking about films and which is why we need more of us having these discussions mm-hmm. because it, it, it takes a lot of work to do it to, to right. talk in what I say like in three dimensions right you know when I'm sitting here I'm, I'm a man I'm a black man but I'm also a heterosexual man I'm also you know we mm-hmm. were having jokes before I'm a tall like I don't have a lot of things to complain about I'm over <laughs> six feet I'm black I'm a cisgender you know there are a lot of things I could complain about but mm. you know when there's, comes, there's a privilege there's, certain there's, privileges. there's a lot of privileges I enjoy yeah. you know yeah um so I just think we, we can all just be more conscious of all of that when we're having these discussions, and she needs to be as well when she mm-hmm. has these public discussions. You know? Right. Yeah, I, you know, the, the thing is, um, this is such a difficult subject because, especially for you and I, Jerry, we're both first-gen Caribbean-American, right? Mm-hmm. My parents are Haitian-American. Your Guyanese parents are Grenadian, Grenadian yep. right? And so, you know, when my parents decided to emigrate to America, um, it was really because, you know, in Haiti, class is fixed there. When If you're born lower class, there's no success stories about, oh, hi, I came from, you know, the hood and I made it. It's not. It's, it's you know, Haiti is rife with classism and colorism, right? Um, and so, you know, my mom was like, um, I'm not about that life, <laughs> and I don't want that life to be about my daughters. You know, I don't want my daughters to have to go through that. And so, you know, but the funny thing is, like, when my mom met my dad, um, she told him it was like on their first or second date she was like i'm out of here um there was a uh, an exchange program with the the u.s embassy where basically you came to america um my mother came and she worked for this rich white family in chicago as a housekeeper and then the exchange was that she would get her um green card right and so she told my dad she was like i don't know what you're doing but i'm out (laughs) and so you know by the time they got engaged that's when my father because my dad is he was like i never even considered emigrating to america before um and that was because he had a little bit more privilege than my than my mom because um my my dad's uh, family owned a warehouse um uh uh, not a warehouse uh hardware store so yeah so they both emigrated here and so i know for me that the just me sitting here and having the life and the career that I have right now, I can't imagine that I'd be a film critic in Haiti. I don't know if that could happen, you know what I mean? But I, I mean, and, there, and that's not to say that there haven't been challenges here, me being a black woman, uh, being a critic, uh, being a writer, there's 
lots of challenges. But I, I think one of the things that I was always grateful for my mom because when she emigrated here, that was the month before MLK was assassinated. She had no history, no context of what was really going on as far as the civil rights movement. And so um, the night that, the day that MLK was assassinated, <laughs> the family told my mother, tell people that you live here and that this is your house because they were rioting, right? Mm -hmm. So they were like, if, if they think this black woman owns the house, wow. they won't, you know what I mean? They won't break in or whatever. So they had my mom who had limited English, mm -hmm. who was just like, it's me, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. <laughs> so the, 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 her employer had her put on like her dress and her That's fur, crazy. you know what I mean? Wow. To, to basically just kind of throw these people off and just not, you know what I mean? But that it's the, like the painting the blood on the door and the yeah Bible. <laughs> yeah but you know like my mom told me she was like the day after that she made it her business to find out about the civil rights movement you know what I mean so she went to the library she found uh, tapes recordings that were you know that had French um, translations in there and so uh, even as a little girl I know that was the first person she taught me about was Martin Luther King not so much Malcolm X but we know my why my father made me my father Guyanese he made me read the autobiography uh, biography of Malcolm X as yeah. a kid. Yeah. I don't even know if it was all my reading level yet, but he was like, you need to read this, you need to understand what it's like to be black in America. Like he didn't right. make that distinction between being, mm -hmm. you know, West Indian and being black. He knew that when I as far as when I walked out the door I was black. Right. Period. Yeah. And so um, I just know for myself, and, and, and I see both sides of the debate. I, I just know for myself, while I grew up in a Haitian American house, uh, Haitian cuisine, uh, you know, spoke Creole, whatever. And so I know, I really call myself Haitian American because that is the two identities that, that I claim. Um, but I know that a lot of my politics and feminism have been formed by black American academics. And I know that the opportunities that my parents have had and that I've had and that my nephews and nieces will have, um, that is all off the backs and the blood and the bone of black Americans who fought there. So. I do feel that there's a certain, looking at both sides, I do feel like there's a certain anti-black American sentiment. Mm -hmm. And speaking as somebody who's from the, the West Indian community, even that's in the West Indian community mm -hmm. of how they look down on black Americans, right? Well, we hear there. the stories, it's right? There. Oh, they're on welfare, they don't wanna yeah. work, they have mm -hmm. so many kids or yeah. whatever. Like, let's, let's, let's take this stuff out here. Let's, let's not be politically Twitter, correct? And that's, Let, that's yeah. why I, I'm, I was kind of, it was funny, because I, I, we, we well, I'm very fortunate I have African friends, black mm -hmm. American. We've had this gun so many times. Yeah. And I remember one time I was seeing this guy and he had he broke out with me because his parents did not approve of me, of me mm -hmm. being dang a black American. Woo! They were like well. they literally they were like, We you could date anyone else but a black American. Mm -hmm. He told me this. Right. And so that was what and of course, when I was younger, I didn't, I didn't understand that because, like, we all black, we have the same, like, right. hue. I was like, why? I, I didn't get it until I got older mm -hmm. and realized, like, oh, oh, this is how they view us. Mm -hmm. Oh, we're the lost ones. Right. Oh, we don't know our history. Wow. Oh, when someone says, oh, where are you from? Oh, I'm from. Well, I'm from. But no, where are you from? Where are you really from? Where are you from? really right. from? Oh, well, <laughs> I mean, my family is from South Carolina. No, where are you really from? Bruh, like. <laughs> I did my ancestry. I can literally find my ancestry from South Carolina. Right. From the like again, it's yeah. it's, it's it's very hurtful. It's a very hurtful history, and so I think that's why mm -hmm. there is so much anger t when it comes when it surrounds Black Americans because we still mm -hmm. feel that hurt of being considered other. Yeah. Whether you know whether we want to reach out to find our history or whatnot, it's like 
there's that pushback mm-hmm. from some Africans who feel like we, we there's no space for us. Right. It's like you know whether and I'm 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 not saying like oh you know some people have completely like taken some of the African you know culture and kind of used it for themselves without learning the, the culture and I completely get that. Right. Um, but I, as someone you know whose family's been here for a long, long time. Whenever you know you hear those things, um, you get kind of defensive. Yeah, and I think what you're seeing is a lot of defensiveness. Yeah, a lot of defensiveness because we have heard this so many times mm-hmm. from Africans saying that we are. There's this, and it, it's on both sides too. I'm not saying like oh, oh well, it's yeah. on both sides, but mm-hmm. it's like you know there's a hierarchy. Yeah, and just bec- and because you guys have been here, mm-hmm. you guys are so long, and you know it's. <sighs> it's 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 hurtful, and I mean, and there's been hurtful things on both sides where both I've been just sides. like, oh my god, seriously, like yeah. this should not be happening. I wish we could all just kind of embrace, acknowledge mm. our differences because there are clear differences. Right. There are so many clear differences. However, uh, this idea that one is better than the other is well, it's it, BS. It's it's, it's absolute yeah. BS. And, and you know what it is is like when you look at it. And this is the thing that I have to keep in mind is that the root of all this, from the Cynthia Erivo to the you know, should black British actors, uh, all of this stems back to white supremacy, right? This Seriously. all comes back to racism. We're, we're talking about an industry where the, the opportunities are so limited for black mm-hmm. actors. Like, I can't really sit here. Like, I've talked, I've, I've interviewed David Harewood. Um, he's a black British actor. He was on Homeland, and he's on Supergirl. He plays um, Marsha Manhunter. And, you know, and I'm, I'm close to quite a few black British actors, and as well as black American actors. But the thing is, you know, for the black British actors, um, to just say, well, you guys should just stay in UK and you, you guys should work it out is just not realistic. It's because small. England it's, is this small. Yeah, like, Hollywood <laughs> is the nexus. Like, it, it would be like if you're a tech person, you would go to Silicon Valley, right? So Hollywood is there. I mean, on, on a typical uh, uh, pilot season, right? There's how many pilots that are being cast? How many, you know what I mean? So if you're someone there, and we all know that in the UK, um, Riz Ahmed did this excellent speech for the um, parliament last year where he talked about you know being an actor of color it is so frustrating where most of the productions coming out of the UK are period pieces and we all know black people didn't exist until like 1957 you right out the ground. yeah so if you're <laughs> if you're south asian or black or you know whatever you're fresh out of luck right so it's like oh we're doing you know our 55th a remake of Pride and Prejudice. Nope, we don't want you. You know what I mean? And so, of course, you're going to look to America and look at Hollywood where it's like, oh, okay, pilot season. You know, between all the networks, cable, streaming, I mean, the opportunities are limitless. The problem is that when we, when it comes to black actors, right, like they're just throwing crumbs at us, right? And then it's like we're all scrapping for it. And it's so interesting because, you know, uh, in the segment before, I was talking to Alexander Hodge and what was interesting is like Insecure is created by Issa Rae, right? Issa's family is from Africa. I forget which Senegal. is it. Is it Senegal? Senegal? Okay. And then the 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 lead, the co-lead is Yvonne Orji, who's Nigerian American. Both of their characters, Issa and Molly, are by default African American, right? But I mean, if we're tracing um, you know, Issa's um, career, we were the ones that supported her. Like this idea that black Americans don't support black British actors or non-black American actors. Like we've put so many people on. Yo, 
Idris Elba needs to cut us a check. Yeah. <laughs> he needs to cut Black uh, Americas because Idris Elba, Daniel Kaluuya is on that path. There are so many Black British actors that we have openly embraced, and you know, Tandy Newton, Carmine Jogo. You know what I'm saying? So I just feel like it's disingenuous to have this argument that oh, Black America, we just hate Black Facts. British people. No, it's not that. It's the fact that there's a lack of opportunity because of the industry and the way that it is. Luckily, we have people like Ava and, and Ryan Coogler and all of that, you know, that are creating opportunities. But I mean, I think it really comes down to one, I do think that Cynthia needs to address that tweet. I think she needs to, um, you know what I mean? And then as far as like the fighting, and like you said, Erica, it's both sides that have been fighting dirty. Um, you know, we can address that, I don't think that we should just be like, well, it's just racism and white supremacy, so oh well. Because that's that's sort of all lives mattering it. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? But I, I do feel that there has to be at a point and, and going back to insecure is that, you know, Issa, this 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 black American creative whose parents are from Africa, has created this space where she's hiring so many black women, right? Uh, black creators who are from all over, West Indian, African, or whatever. And so to me, I kind of look at it sort of like that utopia, like this is what can happen when we partner together, right, and can create those opportunities. Um, but, you know, like you said, I mean, I think there's a lot of hurt feelings. It's a lot. Of, and it's, it's not, not something that feelings. can be fixed right away. Like, this is years. Mm -hmm. I mean, on top of colonialism, like, which yeah. is something that we're still dealing with, the, right. the repercussions of that. Right. This conversation is something that needs to be taken with care. It mm -hmm. cannot be something that could be like a, a put a bandaid on it and nope. we it all together. No, there's cultural, there's, you know, history. There is so much conversation and education. Like mm -hmm. I truly feel like I would love to know my roots. I would love to go back home yeah. and you know know things about it. And knowing that, you know, there's no way I can completely immerse myself because again, mm -hmm. I've been in America for so long. My family right. has. However, I would love to get to a point where black Americans can go back home mm -hmm. and and learn about where they started. Because I think right. I think it's we deserve that. We tr and there's people who feel like we don't deserve that, and right. I think that's bullshit. I think we have the right to know exactly where we came from and to want to embrace it, mm -hmm. whether you think it's real or you, oh y'all are trying to be on the the wave because it's popular and Wakanda forever and bullshit. No, no. I feel like we have the right to want to know where we come from, and mm -hmm. so that conversation is very layered. It's touchy. And I, and me personally, I am open to hearing both sides as long as it's coming from a very genuine and smart way. If you right. want to come to me with some bullshit and with your own bias mm -hmm. towards black Americans. Miss uh, me. Exactly. <laughs> really miss me. Because yeah. I'm, not, I'm not here for it. Yeah. I'm just not. Yeah. Well, that's all the time that we have. Thank you so much, Erica Mann, Jerry O'Barrow, Clarkisha Kent. Thank you so much for weighing in on this topic. I don't know if this is going to make a difference. I'm, I'm hoping that we'll continue to have conversations and not tear each other down because, yeah, it's, it's complicated. Music